Welcome to GameWoven, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing Kingdom by Ben Robbins. If you like what we do here and want to get involved, follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com gamewoven. Jack took Circum's letter and left the orchard ready to begin a new life, just as Tristan predicted he would months before. In Vidishau, Hambit organized a state funeral for Leon, as friends, allies, and neighbors gathered to remember the fall in Blade Warden. Hambit used the opportunity to announce the construction of the Thunder Veins Forum, a place for gathering and sharing the knowledge and craft of Shadal's corridor. Shortly thereafter, Baron Jack held a meeting at his home at Haggard Point to recommit himself to the collective cause. Himbit believes the best course of action is to rest, gather strength, and prepare. Tristan remains silent. The Barry Wine Spectre has appeared to shake them from seeming inaction and lead them to kill Circumsurry. The letter that was written to Claudius is to the effect of... You're a bitch. <laughs> no, it was 100% like... Basically, like what, what it comes down to is he is attempting to defect and he is offering his services to undermine the Undying Empire's uh, efforts in Ernet and to even potentially in the future continuing efforts forward um, wants to exchange information but needs safe ways to meet that sort of thing and what it closes on is the night we last saw one another I was offered a choice and I believe that you were too I refused to accept the cost and it is now my sincere hope that one day I might be worthy of paying it. Rad as hell. And so that's, yeah, that's how he ends that letter, uh, which has presumably gotten to Claudius and the Ramses. Yes. It, Maeve said I could fix him, and she did. <laughs> I believe in her. So who's Claudius shared this with? Literally as few people as possible. Yes. Oh, Claudius. Sorry, Claudius. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, we we know definitely who Claudia is, is sharing it with, and then probably it's just Claudia. It's probably just her and Jack. Honestly, yeah, because he delivered the letter. Would Jack have had Zara guys to go between? Yeah, and Zara would be the the go between. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted whatever was in that letter in the air because I assumed it was something like this. 
just in case it had bearings on this scene. Which it does, because that completely changes the timbre of, yeah. uh, of the Spectre's insistence. Yeah, Jack and Zara just exchange a look, I imagine. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but your name seems very apt. You are a Spectre of a time that is no longer needed. You are free to roam this countryside as you please, but know that if you make a move on Circumsuri, that permission shall be revoked. And uh, we'll pour the berry wine over the sword that was stabbed into his table. If that is all, you can leave. Sir Parent snatches the sword. Queen Blythe was right. You're all weak. He sheaths it, dons his mask again, turns away and leaves. Henbit downs the goblet of wine and steps up on the table, runs down the length of the table, and jumps to close distance. Her uh, three remaining tentacles, like vine tentacles, start whipping around and bundling Sir Perrin up. They kind of tumble and roll, and when they come up, I think they're actually, like, they're both lying on their side, so they're on equal footing, but the halberd willow frond that he'd been growing is wrapped around Sir Perrin's neck. Queen Blythe has been right about so few things. Sir Perrin kind of chokes out from the mask while he, like, starts to pull the frond away. He has, like, really nonsense kind of level strength right now as he just sort of pulls it off of his neck. Not about this. And he kind of, like, peels it off of his neck and starts to struggle to his feet. Yeah, I think Henbit rolls away and still has a semi-aggressive posture, stares him down and says... Why are you here? Why do you bear such loyalty to a monster? He pulls open his um, tunic, revealing his uh, his bare chest, which still has like the telltale, really nasty, like gnarly black scarring of a dead steel blade stab wound. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he gestures down at it. It's not loyalty to Queen Blythe. Zara has been making eye contact with Jack, waiting for a sign that when do you want me to take him down? They have to be killed. All of them. I can't believe you're protecting one of them. Their leader. Either you agree to Circumstory being the last to go, or you do not leave this hall. Spectre. What do you mean the last to go? You may kill vampires as you wish, but Circumsuri dies when there are no other vampires left. Their plans going on far bigger than you know. This is madness. This is treason to your people, to the living. You don't know what they can do. 
This is politics, and I can. I do. Bitch, I'm from Zalo. I know more than most. I lived a life of politics. I was Blythe's spymaster, her secret keeper. I know all of this stuff. The time for that's over. We need to purge them. They're a cancer. Cut them out. We wait to purge until we can get all of it. It's about acting smart. I have no more words for you. Let us see if your devotion is strong enough to keep you alive versus all of us. And I'll just pull out my blade and attack. I think Tristan is going to move for the first time and is going to actually block Jack with the bone blade uh, made from the Leviathan's orbital bone. It has been carved into the shape of a Kopesh, which is just the coolest fucking sword in history. Yeah, let's yes. go! Tristan sobs Jack and just kind of looks at him, doesn't say anything, just kind of like, give me a second. And just like immediately like relaxes after blocking it and uh, looks at Perrin and uh, just says, Blythe's dead. I already told you it's not about Blythe. Yeah, I get that. Our queen is dead. And we can let all the shit go with her. Not after what they've done. I'm sorry, young man. I don't care what you've seen. I promise I have more perspective than you ever will. I'm saving you right now because I've done that already for a few people here. I gave them a chance. I'm going to give you one. You are becoming just as much a monster as the ones you want to kill. And I get it. We are a nation. We kill monsters. We don't know much else. But there is more to be done. Just consider. Less blood, more effort. When you stab them, they don't bleed. But don't worry. You won't see me again. And he dusts himself off, and they turn and leave. Before he can leave, Zara... Everybody is before he can leaving this guy. Like, just... Yeah. No, Zara's just gonna huck a knife at him, so the handle hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> Why? Knock him out. Just, just to be rude? Just to let him know she could've. <laughs> no, to knock him unconscious. Jack will see Zara about to do this and and put out a hand on basically like mirroring what Tristan did to him looking at Tristan and being like yeah, it's just easier if you listen to the kid most of the time you sure he won't make things worse out on, out on his own she's asking Tristan everyone gets one she puts the knife down. As Perrin leaves, Henbit follows after them, just like frantically looking for a scrap of paper, writes a rune on it, and says, catches him outside to hand him this piece of paper. It has the rune that appeared in the um, in the tea leaves, thinking back to the Queen of Light's last stand, that healing rune that Henbit cast with the tea. He says... Inscribe this to the inside of a mug, 
fill it with hot water. Boil iris flowers. Coat the wound with it daily. And then rub it with soil. Any soil will do. Soil from your homeland works better. Irises keep secrets. I recommend them. Berries seem to be your thing now. Also a good option if you find yourself to be a sword, perhaps nettle or poison ivy. If you find yourself to be a shield, then bark. Cover the wound. It'll be a long process. It's not going to be comfortable. But keep it up daily. And don't go kill yourself for nothing. And then Henbit walks away. And that's how you graft. Perrin goes off into the wind. Uh, I just want to actually do, want to do a check-in real quick. I want to make sure people didn't feel like we were just, like, shutting down ideas. Just, just that. Yeah, sorry, just, Bree. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's a good point. Well, her thought was was to stop this guy from going out after Shurikum immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel, I feel like she probably, like, exchanges a look with her Stella, like, have, have one of your guys on him. He wasn't going to get knocked unconscious by that. He's, like, he is undead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got hit with a dead steel blade, and only through the prayers of, I think it was Blythe or... It was the Silver Tongue, uh, Celine. Oh, Celine, Celine, yeah. Wished yeah. for safe yeah. travel. That's right. It was that was the prayer. Yeah, she, so right. she ended up praying for safe travels in the domain of the god of goddess of travel, and so he, and that he, uh, yeah. freed Sir Perrin from the thrall, but Sir Perrin did not survive. Yeah, yeah, true. Sir Perrin's a revenant. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he made it with an asterisk. Bringing this scene to a, a wrap here. Yes. So what I feel like we hit a huge dramatic question there, which was what's to be done with Circumsuri? That's true. Or rather, like what's everyone's vibe on Circumsuri? And it looks like everyone's pretty much in alignment. Like we need to let that that fella do his thing. Yeah. He yeah. wants to help. I can wait on this, but I had another question I was gonna a- answer Lord. with the, when I in this scene. Yeah, go for it. So once Hanbit returned, well, with that taken care of, I believe I have something we can actually toast this wine to. Baronhood has been very rewarding, and I feel as though I have done the corridor at least some measure of good. I don't believe having Shamir and the Baronies separated as they are are in either of their best interests anymore. So I would like to, with all of you gathered here, formally offer a combination to become one kingdom, neither neither Shamir nor Barony. Something new. Something that can grow. We united a corridor. Jack, we always have been. One corridor. One thing that had the capability of growing. Everything's... All that was lines on the map. You inviting us here tonight. That accomplished it. That... Truly the thing. So, to collaboration, to growing together, and 
as you said before we were interrupted. To the corridor. The United Shadal. The United Shadal. Yeah, when everyone's toasting, uh, I think just to himself. Tristan just says, to the King of Kings. And Zara's just smiling. To the what, Tristan? Tristan, to the what? The King of Kings. To the Remember? Who? Episode one of Kingdom, Tristan said, if, uh, it, <laughs> Tristan said, whether we wanted it or not, no one stopped Jack from becoming the King of Kings. It's just a question of whether or not he was a good one. I oh, forgot that. Good. Oh my God. <laughs> that was two months ago. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Love it. I feel like we have two powers in agreement here. Do we want to check two crossroad boxes? Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Let's fucking, fucking go. Our perspective, Tristan, what is the outcome of this unification of not just the Shadal Corridor, but also collaboration with Circumsuri? Ooh, yeah. A united front, finally, against the Undying Empire? Ooh, shit's spicy. <laughs> it is spicy. And our touchstone, Zara. How does Zara feel about this? Zara's feeling the same spark of hope she started to feel at home. She knows, like, it's been a different journey for these people than back in Zalo, but they're starting to follow the path. And they've done a lot so far. So there's a lot of hope, and she really looks forward forward to getting a connection between the two. Awesome. I think that concludes the crossroad without a crisis. I have an idea. Hit us with. So, make a decision. Powers on the crossroad. The crossroad was, are we going to become an invading force? No. No. I think we make some use of the tunnels to trade some things that are useful to other places in order to get the few things that we need. But at this point, like with the fighting having largely died down, we're able to more or less stabilize. I think, I think Jack makes an active effort to collapse some of the tunnels that were compromised and try to create new ones. Or at least, like, because I don't think I can make more, like, capital T tunnels, but I can, like, make other spy work infrastructure, right? Zara didn't tell you about all of them. She just told you a couple. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. I feel like this is kind of turning into sort of like a crossroad resolution slash epilogue. So feel free to wax a little bit as we go. And then I will sort of take the final portion of the epilogue rather than do the final crossroad. That'll be how we get this wrapped up in a half okay. an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Let's yeah. go, let's go. I have a pretty strong idea about Jack's epilogue. Does anyone... Do it. Do we want to start with Jack's epilogue? I feel like in order of drama, it'll be Jack is the most dramatic, probably, with Henbit and Zara tied for like a second and Tristan's gonna show up somewhere <laughs> I think uh, can I I start for Henbit yeah go ahead and start with Thanks. Henbit cause Henbit's just continuing on the way things have been I think you see 
cuts away to a mug filled with hot water that has that rune that she shared with uh, Sir Perrin inscribed on it and picks up some soil and rubs it on her chest and takes the piece of the bark that uh, Jakarin had sent had sent her and is slowly beginning the process of grafting that piece of bark over her heart and then she goes out and mm-hmm. goes to work spends a lot of time in Vidashao teaches I think at the forum at the Thunderveins forum it'd be a lot of people that we've seen before Maeve is there teaching and representatives of the Ramses are there talking about contract law and it's like it's a lot of yes there are people drilling there's a range set up to practice with with magic but it's also food distribution people come here for lunch Henbit's here for 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 lunch and Vishao is is getting organized and yeah that's that's Henbit for this run Zara is keeping busy, keeping in touch with the network of runners that I don't think she told anyone just how big it is. Also working a lot with Circum and any other like spies and informants that they have, working a lot with Jack and Henbit and everyone else. She's been getting news from home of something that's coming up. And is working on trying to see maybe we can get involved with that too. And wondering how many other places like this are starting to come together. I'm starting to realize maybe it wasn't such a bad thing that she had to give in to the curse, because Tristan's pretty helpful. I'm gonna have this is a conversation that Jack is gonna have with Circum. But it is also a letter which Henbit, Tristan, and Zara all receive with more or less the same same information. Also, briefly, in the scene of this conversation, Jack, in my head, you know in like a show where there's like a character that has like looks kind of weird and like out of place, but as you keep watching the show, they just it you just get used to it. Right, like in my head, that's kind of like, you know, like you're not like, oh, every time they come on screen, he's like, oh my God. It's like, oh, well, there's that character. That's kind of where Jack has been in my head where like didn't look very super normal or or healthy, but wasn't like monstrous. Jack now looks like just a very old man, like a like a person who has lived a very, very long life, but is coming towards an end to it. Zara's response to this has been, Green looks good on you, you old geezer. Ah, my fucking knees. The the last time I've had to worry about my knees? I told you, just drink the tea I've been giving you. God. No, it tastes bad. I'm not going to drink it. It tastes way worse than rum. I'm not drinking that. (laughs) I've been putting it in your rum. You never notice. Speaking to Circum, the last time I had to worry about my knees and uh, my eyesight, I refused to wear glasses. There's got to be some magical alternative. Perhaps a field of study for your new forums. 
possibly. The last time I had to worry about any of this, I was marveling at my family's tree. It was one of the tallest, most beautiful trees you can imagine on, on the top of a mountain, a small mountain, nonetheless on the coast, overlooking a small, no-name village. It was, it was perfect. And then one day that mountain erupted. Magma burnt the entire countryside down and those that survived blamed us, the Verdrine, for not noticing such a natural disaster coming. And, uh, well, at the time I felt I had the choice of either standing up and dying or agreeing. And so I helped drive what remained of my people out. And then I went fallow. I became as dead as that uh, volcano. I watched the survivors build Haggard Point around. I guess I had just convinced myself that that if, if I was the one calling the shots, that I couldn't be the worst option. I, I, if I kept going, I could at least be the second worst option. Mm -hmm. And you make sacrifices. You make compromises. You do horrific things to protect the people you care about. And then you watch them all grow old and die. And there you are, still alive. I know the story. It's not one I care for myself long ago and far from here. Now your time grows short. I think wherever you are. Are you guys inside, outside? I figure we're at Haggard Point. I was imagining us intrusively came in just sitting on like a balcony playing like chess mm -hmm. gotcha or an equivalent of like a like a war game <laughs> yeah you hear a knock at the balcony door jack just sits there and waits <laughs> uh you hear another knock and you hear a voice that isn't tristan's go hello oh oh i'm so, i'm so sorry and i door. <laughs> As you start to get up, Circum kind of like uh, waves you back down and gets up and gets the door himself. You see just like some random like middle-aged like woman. Hello? Is there a, 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 a Jack here? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so 10 years ago, some eight-year-old kid gave me this letter and told me to bring it here. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yours are from the corner of white, really? Yeah, he he gave me some money to make sure I, I brought it here. Um, he just said that uh, uh, this letter would be important. No, I, I um, thank you. Thank you very much, ma'am. What, what, um, you've, you've, you've done us all a great service. Yeah, she walks up and gives you a letter. 
and on it it just says to the king of kings you know i hate how much i love that kid <laughs> and i thought the dude who said he could call the bridge was weird if you open the letter it says forgive who you've been accept who you are and love who you'll be i'll see you soon i gotta go pick up some friends I think I'm going to round out this this epilogue with just, you know, it's funny. Now, I only used to be afraid of of a lot of things, mostly myself. But I'm only only really scared of one thing now, and that's just being a martyr. So I presume you will not be taking my offer. Ironically, I think I've had enough of immortality for one lifetime. Good. A wise choice. Now, I'm sure I'm going to beat you this time, because I tell you what, my, my, my war crabs are about to cast shadows, and what you don't know is that my pirates can deep strike through those shadows. Oh, oh, I had forgotten. I yeah. love that we've now made an in-canon... 40k ripoff. Yes. Yeah. Zara's back in the corner. She's like, "Are you cheating again, Jack?" Using using regional yeah. units. No, no. The, these are have not. The, I I know. I, I know James. And uh, these are not technically released. These are playtest rules, but they are still official. Officially written by the creator of this game. So the creator of this game, James D'Amato. <laughs> <laughs> what are those point costs? Uh, Let me see that data sheet. That's, this is, this, you have far too many of these. Never should have brought it from Zala. Should never. <laughs> so did everyone get their epilogue? I didn't. Aha! Uh-huh, let's see Tristan. Tristan's epilogue. So somewhere on the outskirts of Ernet, there are a few creatures and soldiers left listless after the death of Blythe, all left with arrows in their hearts and waiting new orders. Tristan finds them. Tristan walks up, sword drawn, and says, I will fight as many of you as I need to, but you're all coming with me by the end of the day. And when someone stands to challenge him, he just readies his sword and whispers, whispers to himself, for the king. Irene steps out of the shadows as you're about to face off. Stand down, follow him, and then just disappears. He oh. knows what to do. Huh. Vanishes again. I didn't see that one coming. I... I... <laughs> you guys want to get like breakfast for dinner? Like we could do that. I don't. <laughs> yes. Oh, Brinner! I haven't had Brinner in so long. I've just been standing here waiting for order. Sick. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you remember that old cook who used to make Brinner? Had that uh, would would do those do those flapjacks? Except oh, they had they had the I berries need some in flapjacks them. Flapjacks and sausage. I've always oh. been a fan of Brupper myself. Brupper. 
You're a loser and always were. Blythe should have just killed you. No, it's a, it's it's all three meals at once. It's brunch and supper. It's perfect. I Listen, you're one of those weirdos that calls it supper, aren't you? Define the difference between supper and dinner. If you can't pick a meal, then you're a weak and you can't pick a side. Our new master, dismiss him. Yeah, dismiss him. No, Get this no, dismiss him. Get everything dismiss. you like all at once. Zara skids to a stop and just like, what? I <laughs> regret every decision I've made to lead me to this point. <laughs> well, you know what you all regret? Brupper. Brinner. <laughs> Brinner, it's nothing. If they follow you, I think you could tell them Brinner to shut gang, up. Brinner gang. Okay, just to spite all of you, we're getting berserk. <laughs> <laughs> over. It's over. We're done. Scene done. It's gone on too long. I love it. We transition over to Zara. Zara, one of your fellow runners, arrives to you on the outskirts of Shaumir and hands you a letter. The letter is signed with the seal of the Northern Verdream of uh, Finchin. And inside, it simply says, it's time, which is your code to go get everyone and go to the grove that was pre-appointed. Big smile on her face and just bolt for wherever Henbit and Jack are meeting right now. Hey there. I think it's time we go on a bit of a trip. Got some people you need to meet. Trust me, you won't regret it. Also, where's the kid? Oh, he'll uh, show up. I don't know. The last time I talked to him, he, he said something about Brupper, and uh, <laughs> I hope I misheard him, so. Oh, yeah, that was just last night. You didn't. <laughs> You, you, you receive a letter from a random old man. <laughs> I said Brazert. Rupper gang, bottom tech. <laughs> there was a pre-established grove just outside of Shaumir that was going to be the declared meeting place. Zara, you lead. It's just, do we, so we've got Zara, Jack, and Henbit. Is Tristan not well, I guess if Tristan, if, if Tristan's going to crash, you just show up. You know the drill. We all mm -hmm. know the drill. Uh -huh. But it's outside, so there's no doors to knock on. I just Damn. need you to know that. Gotcha. Arriving at the grove, it is pleasant and covered in flowers. There's also no one here currently. The canopy is thick, beautiful, deep green. The air, the scent is pleasant. More pleasant than Ernette usually deserves. After a few moments waiting, just listening to the birds, finally a shadow descends over the lot of you as what appears to be a dais begins to descend from the canopy of the trees. The dais has roots growing out of it, cracking through it and sort of gripping around it. And finally, descending, sitting on top of the dais from like a ton of vines, is Henbit's father, the old green sage. His legs have solidified in a kneeling posture on the dais and be have become bark and wood-like. In fact, you can see that a great deal of his form has begun growing through the dais. His flesh is like a very, very deep, deep green, like a dark, like a, a, a very dark green. 
but the fronds on his tentacles are beginning to show a significant amount of orange. You can see that this is, I mean, this is the telltale sign of a Verdrine in very old age. And he hovers about two feet above the ground before he stops and he looks at Henbit. And finally, after a very long pause, he sort of looks up his mossy beard swaying and he simply says, Seed of my seed and bud of my bud, it is good to see you again, my dear Henbit. And who have you brought with me? It's, uh, Jakaran, father. Um, he's... Jakaran? He's regrown. Gone fallow, have you? First spell. It seems... Time has not been as kind to me as it has to you, uncle. Come, let's have a look at you. My eyes aren't as good, you see. Yeah, I I, I walk up and, and embrace... He takes his, like, tentacles and just starts, like, rubbing, like, all over your face and kind of the rest of your form. Like, just getting a sense for your whole situation. Hmm. I'm afraid it's terminal. You really are an impulsive twit, aren't you? Sorry, uh, just giggles in the background. Some old dogs don't learn new tricks, huh? No. That's why I've been spiking his rum with medicine. That's why it tastes weird. <laughs> the medicine won't do him any good. It's what's in here. And he taps your chest with a vine a few times. Tap, tap, tap. Oh. Call me Uncle No More. No longer. And then, Bit, your father, I am no longer to you. I have gone root clutched. My days of parenthood, my days of being family are past. I am a living ancestor now. The Verdrine, when they begin to die, their legs take on a tree-like form and they're literally, they start to root themselves into the ground and the roots pull them under the earth where they slowly decompose. This is not to them a painful process at all. It actually feels kind of good as like they just start to sort of like fall apart. It kind of feels like uh, 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 like scratching an itch. It's it's a pleasant sensation to them. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. So a lot in a lot of cases, an older Verdrine, like a Verdrine grandparent, will actually go into the Verdrine family garden and then sit for a week or so and just like tell stories and drink tea. And then one day they're just gone. And then underneath their feet is a patch of flowers. They call that root clutched. And during that time, they no longer consider themselves as even alive. Mm -hmm. To the old green sage, he has already died. What he's done is to prevent himself from sinking into the ground is he's done what's kind of considered in Verdrine society as either very blasphemous or kind of an act of divine love. He has prevented himself from dying by attaching himself to a dais so the roots can't grow down into the earth so that he could come talk to you one more time. Some people think that's really fucked up. Yep. And some people are like, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Zara's tearing up a bit in the background. I would say so. So is Jack and uh, is Henbit. Henbit has actually climbed up on the dais and is 
sitting, leaning up against your father. Kind of like back to him, like you would lean up against a tree. Even an old one. Uh, it says, well, I have made the best use of the wisdom that you gave me. That I could. And you were a good father. I hope I was an equally good child. And I'll water the flowers where you finally nurture the soil until they pass away. And I'll water them in my heart forever. I'm going to miss you. We had a family garden. I would bury myself there. But we aren't in the age of gardens, are we, friend? No. I am not here to dispense wisdom. You have all that you need, and you didn't listen to a shred of it. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no. You started in a completely different sect of the Verdreen, and left your father to head north. What you did with that choice is your own. Same with you, Jack. This is a more practical matter. Afraid I don't have cookie-cutter wisdom for you to carry on your heart and stitch as an epitaph, epitaph on your grave. Go north. Go and see. There is a valley there. The Blood River Valley. They call it Zalo. Zarin. I can get him there. Perhaps you will understand more than these two the weight of the words I am about to say to you. The bridge is back. And it's there to stay. Zara looks absolutely floored by this news. That's been gone for... Mm-hmm. Wow. It's time. I will get them there. Go and see. Sit at the council. Tell them what you saw here in the corridor. It is humans that hate death. We've a dream no better, don't we? We do. Wherever you find your rest, I don't believe I will be that far behind you, although maybe not in the same way. Get some sun and drink some water. Plant yourself in the soil and you can die like a man. <laughs> He's not dying anytime soon. I'm pretty sure the kid would have showed up by now if he was. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps looking around for Tristan. I'll tell them the story of Zolo on the way. I think the tide's finally about to turn. When we're ready to go, I think like Henbit kind of takes a deep breath and stands and gives the old green sage a kiss on the cheek. And hops off the dais. When Henbit hops off the dais, the old green sage releases the vines. And with a thud, the entire assembly lands on the ground. And you can hear the cracking of the earth beneath. There used to be a garden here a long, long time ago. I remember it, but you don't. I'll be here. You will. Shall we go north? North. We have a long way to go, but thankfully I know a shortcut. And are you boys gonna love it there? 
once again looks around for Tristan. Uh, meanwhile. Yeah. Tristan is already at the bridge. (laughs) 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 He's just fishing. And I think. Can we get that as a mid credits? Like as a mid credit? I feel like, I feel like that's the uh, I feel like that's sort of the the like we cut to Tristan fishing and then as we zoom out from Tristan fishing we see the Overton Bridge with like the tree growing out of it. Yeah, he's already there. So, tell me if this is a stupid thought, because did we ever establish why the bridge came back aside from it just kind of did? It, it was just kind of did, and it brought the Overtonians with it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, we we we, did, we left that open. Gotcha. So Tristan's fishing on the bridge, and he puts the rod down, and pulls out from behind him the old bridge caller's staff that he knew where to find. No way! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What if Tristan's fishing rod? He's the bridge caller yeah. staff. I was considering it, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be very funny. Like, like it's it's reveal like when you get to the edge of the fishing rod, you see like whatever like gem or like gnarled bit is the bridge is the end of the bridge caller staff. <laughs> I also picture like when Zara gets um, Jack and Hinbit down into the tunnels. There's another runner there. We have like these little sleds behind us, and we're like, hop on, it'll be faster. Oh my god, the runners. <laughs> you can do an Iditarod, but with people. <laughs> yeah. That's outstanding. That was Kingdom by Ben Robbins, played. I think we got it about 75% right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, we, we got did pretty good justice. I think we, we got, got the important Robbins. That was a wonderful game. Very cool, very thought provoking. We brought a lot of drama to it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this game slaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm playing it again. This game is great. I'm playing it again it's for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. this is a very game woven game, and I'm very grateful we got to play it. It is super weavy. Yeah. I especially like the interplay between the power perspective and touchstone. That just oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It, very it just writes itself. It feels like like if if we had done one more crossroad, Jack would have tried to give up his power status because he didn't want it, but he wouldn't be able to, which I think would have been very funny. I felt like that was a direction that we were going. I feel like you could play Kingdom like once a week and you would just just never stop. You could just mm-hmm. keep rolling Crisis Crossroad, Crisis Crossroad, and just keep rolling them into each other. It's very cool. Yep. Oh, thank yeah, you for right. listening. Whole that, campaign. Was, that was very long and it was very uh-huh. good and you all liked it. Thank you for listening to GameWoven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at GameWoven, join the Discord, support us on Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on Apple, Spotify, or whatever host you normally use. This week's episode featured me, T.T. Benjamin, at T.T. Benjamin 1 on Twitter, Lex at call underscore me underscore they on Twitter, Brianna at Brianna Jeans on Twitter, Zad at Zadkale Green on Twitter, and Rob at Rob B. Rolling on Twitter. 